obviously a uh, popular man, Peter. We've got uh, people flooding into the uh, webinar, which is, is amazing. Did you did you promise them uh, free free dollops of cash today or something? Was that, exactly. Was that, that, was, that was my worry. The um the PwC magic wand that just can fix everything. How's how's your magic wand working at the moment? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's not solving all of the, all of the problems of the world, but hopefully today will go some way helping there. Some uh, some good guidance. Nice one. Hey, look, let's um let's get on with the uh, webinar. My name is Ryan Castle. I'm with the Elevate team at Master Builders. We are bringing these supporting you uh, webinars, and delighted today to have Peter Cody, a partner at PwC, uh, joining us. Some of you may have seen Peter's uh, beautiful face on some of our uh, Elevate learning content around managing cash flow for construction. And we know that this is a really, really challenging time for not only for businesses, but for uh, families and employees and employers alike. So uh, really delighted to have Peter here to share some of his insights around how we can be thinking about managing cash flow in, in tough times. So once again, welcome along. Great to see some uh, people back for their second webinar in a um, seven days or so. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Peter, let's hand over to you. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome, everyone. Um, so, you know, I guess why am I um, here talking? Um, so, you know, been involved with Register Master Builders um, for, a, for a good number of years now, but more importantly, um, part of my day job is really focused on helping construction organisations um, understand the challenges that they face um, from day-to-day -day business activity, but more importantly at the moment, um, how to equip themselves and plan for the future in what is a, a pretty large um, challenge and crisis um, around the world um, and distilling that down for the construction sector in New Zealand. Today's uh, webinar is what it says on the label. Um, and it's, it's really a collection of, of key concepts that we like to work with clients on when they're starting to understand what their cash flows um, are at the moment and more importantly, what they could look like in the, in the future. Peter, I wonder, should we um, ask uh, people maybe uh, if they're doing cash flow, weekly cash flow reporting at the moment? Yeah. Via, via a poll, let me quickly just... Um launch their, their polling. So attendees, you should see a little box on your screen. Are you completing weekly cash flow reports now? Um, just get some, some insights back from the, from the attendees. Already about a third of you have voted so far. Oh, I'm seeing some good opportunities for improvement here, Peter. Uh, once we've got a few more uh, votes in, I'll share the results with everyone so they can see those. Cool. Okay, let me just uh, close off that polling now and I'll just share the results with everyone. So you should be able to see on, on screen now, we've got a you know close to a 50-50 split. 49% of you say you are doing weekly cash flow reporting. 51%, um, I'm sure by the end of the session with uh, Peter, exactly. you'll be going, I know exactly what I should be doing on a weekly weekly basis. So um, thanks everyone for uh, sharing with us there. And uh, Peter, back to you. Great, thanks Ryan. Hey, um, so some real, real opportunities there. Um, but in terms of the agenda um, or the run sheet for the day, um, you know, just a, a quick general scene setting, bit of introduction. I, I just want to touch on the cash flow cycles in a construction organisation, um, move on to some of the guiding um, principles that we, um, that we like to remind people of when they're thinking about their cash flow requirements in this particular type of setting, i.e., uh, there's a huge amount of pressure and um, some people are under in that crisis mode as well. Um, move on to some more of the detailed approaches. 
And this isn't everything to do with um, cash flow management. It's really the, the key items that I wanted to draw out today um, in, in the session. Flow onto some tools. So moving on to the, the first, um, first slide really being the um, introduction. Look, the, the COVID-19 um, pandemic, and I can't sum it up any better than what was in the Treasury report that got issued yesterday. I'm sure everyone's um, read the, the 16 pages um, of viewing pleasure. Um, but it is a once-in-a-century um, public health shock, but it's not just public health. It's far broader than that, and it's actually having some pretty fundamental challenges from a financial and a liquidity um, position around the world, in New Zealand, and more importantly, within the New Zealand construction sector as well. There's also an element that I think frequently gets lost around that, and that's, it is undermining some of the, um, some of the elements that, uh, of personal safety that people actually feel. Um, and the, um, and the, the part, of, um, part of that, plus the actual financial concerns that households actually have, means that there, um, there could be an increasing slowing in consumer confidence around making big, um, big investment, big capital investments, and that inevitably means that there could be some um, slowing demand, or in fact, let's face reality, there will be slowing demand in the construction sector. Um, and it's important, um, I'll just raise now, I'm really um, focused, this presentation is around the residential um, components of the construction sector as well. Um, so when we talk about financial and that financial um, part of the crisis, really what we're talking about liquidity, um, which is a pretty word for um, cash. And it comes back to the age-old um, analogy that cash is king. Um, and that liquidity means organisations and households having enough money in their accounts to be able to meet all of their bills in full on time. That's the real crux of the, um, of the challenge. And then that boils right up to the upper echelons of, um, or, you know, of, of government and the economy. So really, what does it come down to when we talk about cash flow management and the COVID-19 setting? Um, it's really getting as much um, cash in your bank account as possible um, to ensure that your business is sustainable and it gives you options to be able to create plans for the future. It means that you're not just beholden to the wave or to the changes that occur, you can actually um, help to plan what your future is actually going to look like. So moving on to flow cycles um, within construction companies. Within this, I just wanted to, um, to highlight this. Now I know that um, business and reality looks a lot different from what I've tried to depict here. Um, but I just wanted to, to focus on this for a, um, for a minute or two um, because it does come back later on in the presentation. So um, first and foremost, the, the pretty blue boxes at the top are really around the actions um, that occur within a construction organisation. And what, we're, what I'm trying to address here is the main financial and cash flow engine in an actual um, in an organisation. Um, and that's doing work, doing jobs and getting paid for those jobs. Uh, I'm not really addressing all the opeds and all the other things that, um, that occur. It's really just trying to pinpoint on that main engine. So as you can see, uh, everyone knows contract, plan, procure, 
then we go through, and this is residential sector, um, go through a process of we build and we claim and we build and we claim, and of course we don't stop building to make the claim that happens simultaneously. And then we get to the ends and we do our, um, our wrap up and finalization on a job and hopefully realize the margins that we, um, that we thought we were gonna do right at the start of it. Sorry, Patty, can I just jump in with a quick question? Um, yep. Are we able to share the uh, presentation deck with um, attendees afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, Great. no you. problem at all. Um, so from a cash flow um, point of view, what that actually means is that as you're going through that contract plan procure, that, that initialization and sales cycle phase of the business, and the very first parts of the build phase when you're just turning dirt um, and getting some of the services set up, is that there's a whole lot of cash going out of the business. And really that's what that red arrow is aimed to, uh, is aimed to actually indicate. Then we start to get into um, to more the, the, the build and claim phase where we're getting cash coming in and then there's some cash going out at the same time. And this is meant to show time. It's not meant to show um, that, I guess, the impact of value on the actual cash flow cycles. And then finally, um, when we wrap everything up, um, we hopefully get the last dollop of cash in the door and crystallize that margin. Um, or in some cases, sometimes that dollop of cash is a little bit less than what we actually had thought um, for each job. The whole point of what I'm trying to show here is that, you know, there can be quite a long time um, between drinks or between actually incurring some of your cash costs and getting cash in the door. And that's really the crux of really good cash flow management within, that, within a construction organisation is knowing how long that's going to be, how big that red arrow is going to be, and making plans to actually accommodate that within your organisation. So just moving on and, and getting into some of the more nuts and bolts of, um, of it and really touching on some principles um, that we like to, um, that we like to, I guess, architect as, as overlying themes um, when we're working through with, um, with organisations. Um, so first of all, keep your eyes open um, and don't kid yourself. Um, face, the, face the facts of the situation. Um, all too often uh, we come across um, people that get um, overconfident from what a spreadsheet is actually saying and really there's an underlying um, theme or tone going on within the organisation and they just need to understand exactly where they're at and face up to exactly where they're at. Um, it's actually about trusting your gut and including some, um, some science in there as well. People frequently know that there's something wrong or feel like there's something wrong. They can't quite put their finger on it um, and then they shy away from making the, um, the hard decisions um, right then or there. The next is around never get backed into a corner um, and that's a cash flow corner um, and um, how we do that is this um, have a plan A, B, C, D and E. Um, Think about different situations that your organisation could be confronted with, um, in particular around um, COVID-19 and how we come out of COVID-19, and which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later, um, and you know specifically put plans in place to help you uh, ensure that you never end up in a scenario where you're getting forced to do things for the organisation you don't want to. 
um, just with a good plan, it's equally important to know how you're going to execute on the plan, know the actions you're going to take to put that plan in place. Um, and also be thinking about how and when do I adapt the plan depending on the signals that I'm getting, signals from customers, signals from the government, um, including the signals from staff and suppliers. Know your numbers intimately. Um, now of course, the accountant's got to um, has got to say this, but you know, in the usual um, mode of business, you'll have a bookkeeper, an accountant, someone that's a bit more financially minded within your organisation. They'll really take the reins of understanding what your cash flow is um, in your organisation. When it's in this type of situation, presented with so many challenges and at the and everything around is faced in, in the COVID-19 crisis, it's not someone else's job um, to do it, it's also your job to intimately know what's going on within the cash flow of your organisation. And then the final part, um, which is most probably one of the harder aspects when you're getting bombarded with all the negative sentiment, negative media, um, you know, negative actions um, and reactions that are occurring within the sector specifically itself. Um, it's about trying to remain positive in your leadership position. So what you're portraying to your customers, to your staff, to your suppliers, um, to your funders, um, is while we're faced with tough times, we um, have got a, we've got a plan in place and several backup plans that are going to ensure that we're going to have a successful future. So we click on to approaches, um, and we really cut these into into three buckets within uh, within a construction organisation. Um, the first is um, uh, the first is around um, the operations, so you know how you manage and deliver your jobs. Um, second is the commercial side, and that's really your business model. So uh, how do you attract customers? How do you engage with them? How do you run your business, and how do you control your business? And then the final piece is um, what is your current cash flow position? Um, what's your forecast of cash flow position? And what are some of the options around managing that? And I'll talk to those each in turn. So, um, firstly, and I see a couple of um, a couple of comments coming up around um, cash flow management and, and pricing, um, and we'll definitely um, definitely get to that. Is Firstly, it is absolutely critical um, that you know the status of every job that you've um, that you've got in progress um, at the moment. So, um, you know, there's lots of operational aspects to that um, and, and physical delivery aspects to that. But more importantly, um, from a cash flow management and financial management side is knowing the stage of completion of each job, and that's just not what your, your system tells you, but practically at the stage of completion, compared to what costs you've actually already incurred to date. Um, and making sure that those two things are in alignment or um, as best as possible in alignment. The second is that, and directly linked to the first, is that the profitability that you expected to earn on a job is what that's currently looking like you will earn off that job. Um, and so what I mean by that is you expected to earn 14% gross margin off the job. Where are you currently sitting based on your stage of completion and your costs incurred? Is that, are those two things still in alignment? And if they're not, 
what can you do to actually change it to make sure you end up with the outcome that you wanted to in the first place. And the third piece of the puzzle, and I think a really important one um, in particular around the COVID-19 situation around lockdown, um, which is something unprecedented and we haven't been faced with before, is what is the next cash flow point on every single job? And what I mean by that is when can you put your next progress claim in on a particular job once you get back to site? Um, that will mean that you get cash into your bank account. And it's not just knowing, it's starting to put in place actions around how you're going to make sure that you hit that as quickly as possible. And a lot of, a lot of organisations that we're working with, we're trying to encourage them to really be thinking about it at that level of granularity. It's what can I do that's inside of my control that I can sprint towards hitting. Um, the next is, and, and uh, I don't physically uh, mean this to, to be the case, but treat every job as if it's got its own bank account with no overdraft in it. And so in there, it's always got to stay in the black. You've always got to have sufficient money in that bank account to pay all those bills. It can't go into negative. And if it's looking like it's going to go into negative, then you need to go and um, talk to the um, to the, the um, management bank around. Well, what are some of your ideas to rectify the current situation? Strive to shorten and speed up bill programs. Um, so we all know that the longer a bill program takes, the more burn and the more cost that actually introduce into that program. So therefore, the less margin and the less cash that you've got to retain off the back of it. Um, so. Get, um, so get cash and margins into your bank account as quickly as possible. Coming out of lockdown, I'm expecting we're going to see a fair amount of capacity from merchants and a fair amount of labour-based capacity as well to help you achieve that. Um, check that you haven't been, and, and this is clearly talking to the cost side of the business, um, but check that you have not been forward or overcharged for materials um, and subcontractors. So ensuring that depending on the stage of completion, um, on, on whatever um, function that you're working on within the build program, that um, you don't have your merchant um, pre-charging you for something and um, that, you're not, that you haven't requested. Even go back um, a month or so before lockdown to see if you've actually been overcharged for anything. And if you have, then either ask for an extension of terms on that invoice or a credit. So make sure that you've got the right people with the right attitudes in your organisation. Um, organisations that succeed, that succeed in, in these uh, types of events are those that have really strong organisations with great people all heading in the right direction, all working as a team for the organisation and not just individually based. And hey, it's a really good opportunity to review your workforce and have some of those challenging conversations um, with some of your, um, some of your people um, that have been underperforming for a wee while and it's time for them to either um, either to increase performance at part of um, on the other end of, of lockdown um, or to ship off. Um, keep delivering quality and expect nothing less from trades and subcontractors. Um, so, I mean, the bottom line is it's around defect management on site, 
and dealing with any disputes before they get too far out of, um, out of control. And a lot of these things are lockdown, uh, or sorry, they relate to both lockdown, but also post lockdown as well, how you're going to um, actually act in that post lockdown environment. Because um, the bottom line is that um, we all know defects eat margins um, and um, disputes slow down um, cash payments. All right, moving on to the commercial side of things. Um, so, uh, and I think a critical step um, and I guess if if you um, if you haven't done so already, one of the one of the biggest takeaways I can I can suggest out of this is check in with your current and um, and future customers that everything is still on track from their point of view. I am definitely not encouraging you to um, ask the question whether they still want to go ahead or not um, and give them the option of saying no to that but it's tactically um, engaging with them to make sure that, that, that they are still good for the money of, as part of the bill program. The worst situation that I'm trying to work with organisations around is that they, um, they're all of a sudden you're allowed back to site, you go back to VOU and um, all of a sudden you incur costs and then you find that the customer has had the rug pulled from under them because had something change in their personal situation and then the banks actually reduce some of their funding available. So make sure you're talking to customers that they're, um, that they're up, for, um, up for the goods financially um, to complete the build or to start a build. Um, do you need to actually reprice? And going back to the, um, to the pricing comment coming through on the, on the questions, um, do you need to reprice any current, which I know is easier said than done, or future work? Um, and sometimes that's around the fact that you've got a you've got a scenario where, from a profitability point of view, you're under the water because something's been missed from a scoping um, element that you weren't aware of. Have those conversations, adapt the programs, um, and if nothing nothing ventured, uh, nothing lost. Uh, ask the more strategic, fundamental question around your business. That um, do I think you got that that you're going to have the same level of demand for what you were doing post the lockdown period, um, or uh, really if we play that out in a COVID world, that um, consumers have actually lost a lot of confidence. Are they going to be wanting to build um, new houses, or are they actually going to shift their emphasis from um, from building a new house? To still feeling good about themselves, but doing renovations, and it may be time. And, and in fact, Ryan and I were just talking about this um, before kicking off the session, where organisations are having to start to adapt what they do and think quite agile in an agile manner around who their customer base is. The next point is um, get out there and start to promote yourself and your brand. Now's the time to understand what really makes you unique. Why customers choose you and then promote that. I actually noticed on social media, um, some web advertising going on by a construction organization the other day, which I thought was fantastic. There's a cost to it, um, and don't underestimate that cost, but it was um, trying to plant in people's minds when they start to make construction-based decisions that this organization was front of mind. Um, have you scoped and priced and claimed all job variations? And to take that to the next level is, 
um, have you actually thought of, have you got, or uh, have you thought about and put in place a system of controlling how variations are actually managed through your build programs? Uh, making sure that you get dollars and dollars in the tin that you actually deserve. Um, restrict an order book with suppliers. So um, the crews on site, and again, this is post-lockdown environment when everyone's back, um, making sure that you've got the, um, the keys on the lock, uh, on the order book, and suppliers know not to accept any orders without um, quite possibly your signature, or if you're the person on site, that it's only really you um, doing all the ordering. Um, ask the question, and this doesn't um, directly come down to impacting on cash flow, but it will over the long term, and it's something to bear in mind when you're managing your cash flow, is who has security held against the company? Is it still valid? Can you get it removed? And then who actually holds security um, from a personal guarantee against against you? And it may be you as a manager or you as an, um, as an actual um, shareholder or director. And the final, and this may not be entirely relevant to everyone on the call, um, or maybe the majority on the call, but is anyone holding retentions against you? Have you been keeping track of those and then go and claim them and get the money off the people? So the final, um, final part of this is um, the financial section. So dissect each and every element of your cash flow and, you, and what I mean by your cash outflows. Um, understand what you can change and how you're going to change it depending on the scenarios that you're thinking about, i.e. Uh, um, a lockdown at level four for four weeks going to a level three and what does it actually mean for your organisation and cash flows and what do you inherently need to do in those underlying, um, underlying cash drivers within the business. Um, so Ryan asked the question around um, who's doing weekly cash flow um, forecasting. It is drop dead critical at this point in time that you understand when your cash inflows are coming in compared to when, you, when your cash outflows are going out. And it does not have to be complicated. In fact, um, the vast majority of where we start helping clients is actually quite simple from a uh, simple spreadsheet that we stand up, that we start to get a rhythm of what we expect the business to go through over, over coming times, and then we can tune it and put it into a system. Um, get liquid and stay liquid. Um, collect the cash that you're due. Deal with any disputes out there, um, so there's nothing holding you back. Even look at selling some excess assets. Um, the real goal with this is, Think about that you're going to need about even at the point that you can get back to site, you still need about four weeks or access to four weeks worth of cash reserves. Um, um, sitting there, you may not need to use it, but it's a really important backstop to have because again, you don't want to be backed into a corner um, that you can't deal with. And then everyone may laugh that's on there, but um, talk to your creditors about whether they're willing to provide longer terms. It may just be in the first three months of, um, of getting back up and running, but talk to the merchants um, and see, what, see what's on offer. Um, figure out some of your financial backstops um, that you've got available. So yeah, that's debt facilities that you may have that are not used, um, but be careful not to, um, but to dig a, a deeper hole for a, um, for a business. Um, assets that you can sell, we've already mentioned that, but that could be as little as the, um, as the trailer, 
um, as big as the show home because it may not be relevant anymore because um, you're, you're moving into a different, you're doing renovations rather than dealing with, with new builds. Um, and assess what equity you've got from a personal point of view um, and that you can tip into the organisation and be prepared to actually do that because it's not all about debt. Um, and then the final piece on this is about communicate to staff, to your funders, to your creditors and to the IRD. Don't put your, ha um, your head in the sand. The most important thing in these types of situations are communicating with people um, as being as, um, as open and honest and transparent as practical. Um, sometimes not being completely um, open, and, open and honest, um, but it is about having um, communication channels. It's amazing um, how many people are being understanding at this point in time. Onto the, um, the tools. Um, so we mentioned cash flow, um, cash flow forecasting, how important it is. Absolutely weekly um, is a minimum at the, at the moment. Um, it is even, we have organizations even in daily modes for about a month as well. Understanding the sequence of when cash is coming in. And that's really important because when we think about post lockdown, you're gonna turn up on the, on the first week and you're gonna be paying wage bills after the first week. Um, then they'll also be paying the merchants. Um, then they'll be paying something else and maybe rent on the first of a the month. There's going to be a whole lot of cash outflows, like alluded to those cash flow cycles. There's going to be a lot of red before you start to see green. So it's really important um, that you understand how much red there is and how long you can stand that red for before you have to move to a different plan, to a different scenario. And in terms of that, that cash flow, you've got to get down to a reasonable level of, um, of detail. It's not talking about every single supplier, but really chunking your cash outflows up into, um, well, what, is, what are some of my more fundamental um, cash outflows I've got? So that could be your subcontractors. Um, that's clearly your wage bills. It may be um, there's the rent. That, um, there could be a substantial cost. There's the paying the merchants. Um, and then there's more broader buckets for other things like overheads. Um, there's um, scenario planning um, that's frequently done um, in Excel at the moment. Um, there are tools out there that I, I wouldn't necessarily jump to, but it's understanding um, sequence um, of, of certain things and what and some, of, some of the underlying assumptions that you've actually got and how to approach um, those underlying assumptions if they, uh, if they eventuate. You know, level four um, lockdown for say six weeks. What does that actually mean? Um, your job costing tools and systems, and I'm sure um, everyone's got got something out there, um, which is um, which is fantastic. Uh, if you don't, then definitely get something. Um, but if you, um, uh, when was the last time you actually refreshed all your costs in that tool? If it hasn't been done in the last two or three months, now's the time, seize the opportunity when you've got a bit of downtime to actually do that. And even consider recosting how much you're charging your labour and your plant for. And there's some um, and there's some tools on Elevate as well that can help you with that. I saw a comment around a question um, around government support packages. Uh, Ryan, I don't know whether we want to test it attracted the wage subsidies out there. So if everyone can have a, have a crack at um, um, at the poll, how many people have actually gone out and accessed the, um, the government's wage subsidy? Looks like we've had a pretty high uh, incidence of people accessing that. Outstanding.
that's great. So, um, and we have had, uh, I have had some organisations I work with, um, only a very few, um, say no to it, but fantastic that people have reached out um, for that helping hand. There's a loan guarantee scheme. Um, there's a lot of organisations that are finding it um, a struggle to kind of get clarity about how to get access to, uh, access to it and how quickly to get access to it. Um, but it is absolutely there and if it's right for your organisation and it's not right for every organisation, then definitely encourage people to access it. Um, there's IRD tax support. You know, we're in a heavy intensive time from a tax point of view. You've just had your, your final terminal tax um, in April, unless you've already paid it. Um, and then you've got provisional tax coming up um, as well. And then you've got another provisional in August. So people struggle with that. You've got FPT in the mix. Um, there's a whole lot of cash outflows. Have conversations with the IRD or get your advisors to because the IRD are being absolutely fantastic at the moment. This was written pre the announcements yesterday. So um, some of the announcements yesterday were absolutely outstanding. Um, and in particular, we don't have all the details around the rule, but the ability for an organisation, if they're going to make a loss in the March 2021 year, they can pull that loss back into the March 2020 year to offset any profit. And what does that mean? It means that you should be talking to your advisors around how much provisional tax do I need to pay on the 7th of May, because that actually relates to the March 20 year. So we end up in this oxymoronic situation where you may have cash going out that relates to the prior year, but you've got limited cash to actually pay for it unless you put some, um, some aside. So definitely those, like I said, 27th of April is when we expect to get clarity on those rules. And there's other parts of, of that package uh, announced yesterday that could be quite helpful as well. Um, final point here is get support. Um, so whether that's your advisors, RMBA support line, which I'll put the phone number there for, through Elevate, through industry mentors, or other, other colleagues in the sector that's going through the same thing. With all things cash flow management, like just about all things in business, it's about being proactive and process orientated. Um, cash flow should really be the first thing on your on your daily agenda. I'm conscious of time, so we'll just we'll rip through these just to um, just to wrap the formal part up. It is a case of you know being honest about your current and anticipated cash flow position, and that could be hard to face into. But it's really important that you deal with the facts, um, not uh, not fiction, as much as you possibly can, because the the future is slightly uncertain. Never get backed into a corner. Always have a plan. And that, um, always have a good plan and multiple plans that you've mapped out, but also know the steps that you need to take to implement that plan. What are the actions you're going to take? So when all of a sudden the government announced that we're moving to level three, and this is what it means for construction, um, then you know what you're going to do as a consequence of that. And it may be placing an order for those uh, trusses and frames because that's your next cash flow event um, within your, um, your, your build program which is exactly what that next point is. It's around sprint to that first cash, cash inflow. Um, make sure that you're, you're, everyone is focused on getting that money in your tin as quickly as possible, and then starting to recreate some of that liquidity and cash flow in your business. But make sure you've got that backstop in terms of cash reserves. Remember, I mentioned four weeks. Some organisations may even want to be thinking about longer as well. Control the controllables, to use a sporting analogy. Um, 
we don't know what the future actually um, holds. It's extremely uncertain. We don't know the times, let alone in crisis time. But really going through a good analysis of what are your drivers and your cash flows and what is influencing them, understanding what you think the future will hold for your business and your different plans that you may have in place, and then knowing your cash flow intimately will all help you keep the reins on your business and not let it get away on you. Um, adjust your business based on the current and expected demands into the, into the future and making sure that you're staying relevant to your customers. The final um, point there is around getting out there and fighting for your work and your business. Um, unfortunately, these are exceptionally tough times across a lot of industries. Uh, construction it, it, um, is, is not immune to that. And it is around whether you're going to, um, to step up and face the reality, but think positively and um, move your business forward um, in a planned manner and then put your hand up first for, um, uh, for that work as best you can. A couple of parting um, comments in the formal part of the presentation. Um, this is not a four week holiday. You should be as busy, if not busier now, than you would be practically on site as a business owner or manager. It's a real opportunity to, um, to achieve things that you never had time to get to previously, but it's also a really important time to make sure you understand the cash flow and uh, how you actually accumulate cash in the business, how you're spending cash in the business, and then what's the plan to take the business forward from a cash flow point of view. And the final piece of the puzzle is ask for help. Don't think that you're alone um, in terms of this challenge. Um, look, really appreciate your time, uh, Peter. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your um, insights. Amazing attendance from the Master Builders community. Uh, you know, good luck out there, guys. Stick to those cash flow principles that Peter talked about. They're not a cure-all, but they'll certainly help you manage your, your business both now and over the uh, short, medium and long term. So good luck, guys. We wish you well. Thanks again, Peter, for your time. We'll see you all no, soon. Thank you, everyone. And, and reach out for support. Don't think you're alone.